Welcome to the Exodus Health Center podcast. These workshops are recorded live at the Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, where we believe that God needs no help, just no interference. Tonight's workshop is presented by Dr. David Jockers. Now, here's Dr. David. Obviously, the topic is how to never get sick again. And who'd like to never get sick again? Raise your hand. All right, awesome. So, obviously, that's why you're here. Okay, and as we go through this, I'm going to give you guys some advanced strategies. If everybody could just quiet down just a bit, um, just so we can make sure, you know, there's a lot of people coming in and everything, make sure we, we get rolling here. But, uh, but one, of the, one of the things I can speak with experience, because I have not gotten a cold, a flu, or anything like that since I was 24, which is about six years ago now, right? And, um, but it, it wasn't always like that. So growing up, I was very sickly. Um, I probably had... 20 absences every single year, and it wasn't because I was playing hooky, right, from school, right? Um, and so I didn't, have, I didn't know the thermometer on the light bulb trick or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I was sick regularly growing up. Every time this time of year, you know, I would get sick. It would last, you know, two weeks or whatever. I got chicken pox when I was, like, 12. I was in the hospital for that. Um, you know, I was my, – my, my mom wasn't into medications, right? She didn't medicate. Uh, there was occasional times, I mean, I was taking Tylenol, things like that, fever reducers, cough syrups, stuff like that. Um, you know, she was trying to do her best, but the reality was, wasn't like I was born, you know, with this amazing immune system. I had to develop it over time, okay? And as we get into this, you guys are going to learn how, unfortunately, many of you guys that are sitting in here are still going to get sick, okay? However, we're going to talk about how to use the next time you are ill, to actually build your immune system so that a year, two, three years from now, you, you have a strong enough, a robust enough immune system to where you never get sick again. Fair enough? Okay, good. So as we get into this, all right, so we see this all the time, flu fears, right? And of course, this time of year is flu season. Now here's the thing, here's, a, here's my question for you guys. Is there really a season for the flu, right? Is the flu bug you know, more virulent now right, or any other time of year. No. Reality is there's really no season. It's, we, we, we just have seasons themselves, right? So it's like we just have seasons like summer, spring, right, fall, winter, of course, not actual flu seasons. Why do more people get ill, right, um, this time of year than any other time of year? Because they don't have enough vitamin D. So she's talking about vitamin D, so that plays a big role. Sugar. Too much sugar, right? So holidays, exactly. Not enough sleep. What, who, what else? Somebody say, Julia? Exercise, right? It's cold. So what happens? People are more sedentary. What's that? That's right, Ronnie. Exactly. Immune system's not strong enough to handle. We're going to talk about these different challenges. So a lot of times people will tell, you know, I've always heard this growing up, and uh, now I know the fallacy in it. But who's ever heard that, you know, or had their mother or somebody tell them, don't go out, you know, when it's cold out? Don't go out in the cold because you'll catch a what? A cold, right? Do you catch? No. <laughs> so do, you, do, do bacteria and viruses, do they love cold weather? No. No, because why would we put things in the refrigerator, right? 
so they don't ferment, right? If you leave it out, that's when it ferments. When you put it in the refrigerator, that actually prevents the bacteria and the viruses from really you know, damaging it and obviously getting in there and feeding on it. So then how could it be that going out in the cold weather would cause you to catch a bug, right? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about why that is, why that actually makes you more susceptible, but it has nothing to do with the bacteria and the virus. It has everything to do with your body and your ability to adapt to stress. So first thing we want to understand is we don't need to fear the flu, right? We just need to take care of our body, that we were created healthy and whole. However, our culture, the reason why we see things like this on TV is because of our culture's predetermined thought process. And the most important thing you guys can all understand tonight is really the right mentality when it comes to your health. This is our culture. The health promotion can only come from the outside in, that our genetics and the amount of bugs we're exposed to, that that's what dictates our health, okay? Who believes that? <laughs> Do you? No, you don't believe that, right? So the reality is we weren't genetically predetermined for bad health, right? God doesn't make junk, right? He makes... He made you well, okay? And he gave you a system that, that gives you grace. Even if you mess it up, your body can still heal itself and function better. However, right, if we don't take care of proper care of ourselves, there's also consequences. That's the reality of it. So this, our culture is telling us vaccines, medical tests, right? Because what do they say? What's the only, you know, what's the medical solution to, uh, to not getting the flu? Vaccine. Flu vaccine. What they're saying is God forgot the vaccine, he forgot to put it in you, right? He forgot to make your immune system strong enough, so we need to inject, you know, this, uh, this, this product. By the way, you guys know any of the ingredients in flu vaccines? You do? I know some of them. Yeah. Some of them, they have uh, mercury, formaldehyde, aluminum. That's right. Uh, genetic uh, uh, material, and, and the one that really slays me is there's fetal genetic material. That's right. Uh, Human yeah, fetal apparatus. Yeah. Into our bodies. Yeah. Exactly. Did you guys know that there is literally, um, there is a fetus. There's like I think two or three of them that they've been using cells from a dead baby, right? That was killed in the 50s, aborted. Okay. And they're using cells to make vaccines and injecting them into our into our kids, right? And into into people. That's sick, isn't it? And they're live right? viruses. Live viruses. Oh, here's here's swans. at the very best, and we can go on and on. At the very best. <laughs> She'll do the vaccine talk. We'll leave that to Ginny. But at the very best, there's over 200 different strains of, of flu virus, right? The researchers, every single year, they pick the three that were the most virulent the year before, and they make a prediction, right, that, you know, based off of, you know, their analysis, which, which viruses are going to be the most virulent viruses the following year, that's what they put into the vaccine. So at best, you have a three out of 200 chance of them even getting the right virus combination for your body to be able to, to uh, sensitize the right antibody response. On top of that, you got to deal with propylene glycol, which is antifreeze, and all kinds of other junk like fetal apparatus. Um, my opinion, I would never get a vaccine. I would never, as a doctor or clinician, I would never in a million years ever recommend to anybody to get a vaccine. In fact, a preventative strategy to stay healthy, to prevent disease in the future is avoid all vaccines, okay? so. That's just my advice. We'll leave it at that, okay? Um, so the reason why I make those suggestions is because our healthcare philosophy in this office, which this entire workshop tonight is all about, right? It comes from this foundation and this understanding. In this office, we believe and we live this, that God created our bodies with an incredible ability to self-heal, 
all healing comes from the inside out. We don't put any limitations on God. We believe everything can be healed by Him, right? Our job is remove the interference, allow the healing power to flow at its optimal level, make sure that we're completely pure and sufficient within our system, and, and we believe that God created us to heal and to, and to have optimal health, right? Who believes that? So just about everybody in here, right? And, and we look at the Bible for an example. Moses was 120 years old, and it says you know, that his eye was not dim, and he had his full force and vigor, right? That means 120 years old. He was not um, on a walker. He, you know, he wasn't uh, you know, uh, medicated. You know, he, wasn't, he wasn't doing those things. Caleb and Joseph, or Caleb and, uh, and uh, not Joseph, Joshua. I keep forgetting that. Okay, Caleb and Joshua, they're fighting wars in their 80s and 90s, right? So they can do it. Guess who else can do it? You can do it. Jacqueline, he could have fought a war in his 80s, right? And so, you know, 96 years old, he's working out an hour a day, swimming an hour a day, he had that kind of energy. Who'd like to be 90 and have that kind of energy? Raise your hands, okay? I always say that in my, in my, in my workshops because we want to have the end picture in sight, right? We don't want to just live our life day by day. That's important, but we want to have the end picture, right, Fred? That you're 95, 96 years old, you have incredible vitality, you're still producing TV shows. Sound good? That's right, okay. So here's how we do it. This is our game plan for health, for longevity, for optimal vitality. No matter what age you're at, this is our game plan. We maximize our mindset. That's what we talked about. That's what we started this workshop with. The right mindset, so key. We look at every challenge, every trial, every tribulation. If you have a cold, a flu, anything like that, if you have a broken ankle, if, you have, uh, you know, if you're paralyzed, doesn't matter. We look at it as an opportunity to grow, right? That God doesn't put any, there's no accidents. He doesn't put anything in our way that we can't handle. It's an opportunity to grow mind, body, and spirit. Amen? That's right. So we start with that maximized mind. Then we maximize our nerve system. We do that through very corrective, very specific corrective chiropractic protocols. We maximize our nutrition. We're going to talk more about that. Our maximize our movement, and we minimize our toxins. We follow these five essentials. This is our game plan for health, for longevity, for optimal vitality. Um, and so that's how we do it. That's how we supercharge our life right there. And every single year, it wasn't like I just jumped into these five essentials and I followed them perfect from the start. Okay, I've been doing this now about eight years, and I've matured every single year. I've gotten a little better, a little better, a little better every single year, right? And so that's what you want to do. You get in, you start getting an understanding, you come on the shopping tours, the workshops, things like that, and then every year, right, you're focusing new goals. This time of year is a good time of year to start setting new goals for next year, how you're going to improve even better, different strategies you're going to take, absolutely. And you can consult me. You can email me. Um, you know, I'm happy to help in any ways. So let's go to cellular healing. That You're made up of 75 trillion cells and that you make 100 billion new cells every single day. So every single day, your body is healing and repairing every day. Every seven months, you have a new heart. Every six months, a new liver. Every three to five days, your stomach lining is completely replaced. Every day, your sinuses are healing. Do you ever feel that? No, right? It's happening without you having to think about it, without you having to, uh, to put a conscious thought into that process. It happens. Why? Because of the power God put within us. In fact, um, out of all the information, right, we literally have over 2 trillion bits of information rushing through our system every second. We're consciously aware of about 40 to 50 of those 2 trillion bits. Yet we have the arrogance to think that, you know, we know everything, right, about health, Okay. It's not the case. The greatest pharmacy in the world and the greatest doctor in the world is guess where? Within you, right? There's no pharmacist, no matter how well trained they are, that can prescribe the right amount of drug at the right time. But guess what? Your body knows exactly what to secrete and what to, uh, 
what to, what to push into different cells at exactly the right time, as long as it's well-coordinated and functioning at its optimal level. And so you can see this is the cause of disease right here. This is when we get sick. This is when we build poor immunity. This is how it works right here. So clearly it's toxicity or deficiency. So which of these cells right here is going to get sick first and die first? One on the right or the one on the left? One on the right. You guys can also, I mean, it's pretty clear to see, right? Why? Because this one can't take in the nutrients that it needs, right? So the cell is actually resistant. Who's ever heard of insulin resistance, right? Like diabetes, right? Here's what happens. The cell, insulin's trying to bring sugar into the cell, but what's happening? The receptor itself is damaged, denatured, right? Maybe not even existing right there, and it, it gets rejected, okay? Can't bring magnesium into the cell, can't bring all different types of uh, nutrients that our body needs, can't bring sugar in there, right? And then at the same time, it can't pump out the waste. So the waste, the toxins start to accumulate, becomes oxygen deficient. We get you know, disease building in that cell and it dies. Whereas this one right here, healthy nutrient flow, healthy waste release, and that's the key. We need a healthy, regular amount of nutrients flowing into the cell and waste coming out. So think about this. We've got a plant right here. So what do you do for a wilted plant? Okay, you saw a plant like this, right, Carolyn? What would be the first thing you'd want to do for that plant? Water. Okay, so who would think water? Raise your hand, right? And that's a right. That's a good answer. Okay, so water. Well, let's say you were watering it every single day for a week. It still looked like that. Okay, so there's some life in it, but it's not thriving. Does that mean that water is not good for it? No. Right? It needs water, but let's say it wasn't in the sun, right? So you can give it all the water in the world. But if it's not getting sunlight, is it ever going to be, be thriving? Of course not, right? So you've got to provide the sun and the water. So let's say you provide both of those, it's still wilting, okay? But let's say there's no nutrients in the soil, right? It needs good nutrients in the soil. Let's say you have all three of those, but, you know, it's out in your backyard, okay? But they're pumping diesel fuel down the road, right, into the ground, right? So now you've got all these toxins coming in there. Now what happens? It's still going to wilt. Okay, so let's say they're pumping diesel fuel. You've got massive toxicity in your ground, which I hope not, but imagine that was taking place. You're giving this, this plant water. It's got optimal sunlight. It's got nutrient rich. You're putting, you know, your best, your, uh, you, you know, your best cow manure on there, right? Getting uh, your high quality nutrients in the soil, but it's still not getting any better. Okay, would you then conclude, I guess those other three things aren't, don't work for this plant. No, yet this is how we a lot of times make assumptions in, in our life, don't we, right? We try something for a little bit of time, and we're like, oh, it's not quite getting the results that I want, we just assume it's not working for you. When the reality is, you may be deficient in something else, right, that you need along with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so let's look at this. How, what do we, should we do for a sick child? So in our society, typically, the child has a fever, what do we do? Give a drug, right? Antibiotics, something like that. Does that ever get to the cause? No. Right? Because remember, the cause is toxicity or deficiency. Is the reason why that child has a fever because it lacks an antibiotic? No. no, right? But it lacks a resistive force, right? And a healthy colonization of bacteria to prevent the bad bacteria from growing and thriving in, in the body. Does that make sense? Right? We'll talk more about that. So in this office, we're fully designed. Our, we're constantly looking upstream, whereas in the medical model, they're looking downstream. Their entire focus, in fact, their philosophy in the medical model is to ease suffering. Nothing wrong with that, right? Great to see a world with less suffering, but the reality is 
you can ease suffering but not build health. Does that make sense? You can give somebody pain medications every single day. They can have less pain, but what's happening to their livers and liver and kidneys? Being damaged and destroyed. So in this office, we actually push into the suffering in order to get over that hump and actually get well, get to the cause. Okay? So let's look at this. This is a, a, a topic called hormesis. Okay, everybody raise your hand. Okay, real quick. And say hormesis. hormesis. Okay, what hormesis means is, it's the easiest way to understand it is, what doesn't kill you only makes you what? Stronger. It's a philosophical understanding. And it says exposure to toxic substances, environmental challenges in small amounts is beneficial for the body. It allows you to get stronger to be able to resist any kind of opportunistic type infection that, that would get in. So the hallmark of aging is the organism's inability to withstand stress. Anybody here under stress? Everybody, right? We're all under stress. That stress could be good stress or bad stress, right? So that it's something called eustress and distress. Everybody say eustress. That means good stress that helps your body, right? So like, for example, our max T3 class, high-intensity, short-time period exercise, right? Um, it's a stress on your system, but it helps you grow, get stronger, adapt more effectively. Then there's distress, right? Distress is negative stress that pulls us away from our potential. You know, so examples of that could be, um, you know, anger, frustration, right? that you're holding on to for a while, unforgiveness, right, that you're holding on to for many, many years, right? That is a harmful stress on your system. Any kind of stress response that lasts for a long time becomes a distress. Our body was genetically designed to have stress for short, high-intensity periods, right? Get ourselves out of a jam quickly, right, and then get back into a rest and relaxation mode. Does that make sense, right? And so here's the thing, you, key essentials, number one, this is the key essentials that's going to determine how well your body's going to fight off infection, what your chances of getting sick this year are. Number one, individual's metabolic capacity. What that means is this. What, how, what is your, for example, what's your neurological system look like right now, right? So it's like, what have you been doing to take care of your neurology, taking care of your spine and your nerve system for the last year, for the last six months, for the last three months, right? Does that make sense? What have you been doing? to build up, what does your antioxidant surplus in your body look like right now, right? So what have you been doing over the last year, six months, three months to build that surplus, right? What is your fitness levels, your ability to uh, utilize oxygen? What does that look like over the last year, six months, three months, right? That gives you kind of a predetermined rate. So my metabolic capacity might be right here, right? Whereas somebody else's may be down here. Does that make sense? So building your metabolic capacity through the five essentials gives you a greater ability to withstand stress. We call it the stress ad adaptation potential. So everybody say stress, stress. Adaptation, adaptation, potential. Okay, I can tell I'm boring some people over there, but that's okay. It's okay. I yawn sometimes too. Okay, I'll call you out if you fell asleep. All right, but I've got swero vives over there that I'm going to toss out to the crowd. So uh, and books and stuff. So, but anyways, so. As you're living the five essentials, every single day you're putting in the right inputs, your stress adaptation potential is going up, making it harder for your body to get sick, to get ill, to build disease. Does that make sense? That's why I want to continue to push our stress adaptation potential. So even though I'm in great shape every day, like this morning, I pushed myself extremely hard in my workout, right, to push it beyond where it was. Our daily environment, what that means is what we're exposed to today. 
right? So for example, in Georgia, do we ever get like, like major 30 to 40 degree weather swings? Does that ever happen out here? Like uh, all the time, right? <laughs> exactly. So that is a stress. So when the weather drops 30 degrees, that is a major stress for me. That's a major stress you know, for Gretchen. That's a stress for all of us. That's something we all have to deal with, okay? So that's kind of a daily environment stress, right? When the humidity is overpowering, that's a stress we all have to deal with. So these are kind of geographical climate type stresses that we're all dealing with. And then we also have variable stresses, unique stresses that happen to us each day, right? Anybody here commute long distance every day, right? Some of you guys do. That's a unique stress that's on you, okay, that you also have to deal with. People that commute a long distance need a higher metabolic capacity. And then our lifestyle is what are we doing today, right now, really, right? So this is where, where are we right now? This is what are we doing right now, right? To build health, to build up our metabolic capacity. Does that make sense? So you take an equation of those three things, what stresses we're under, where our metabolic capacity is, and what our lifestyle is right now, right? And we put that into a formula. I don't know the formula exactly, but that kind of equates to what our chances of getting sick, diseased, right? Things like that um, in the near future are. Does that make sense? Right, you guys with me? Anybody confused? Anything I can explain with that? Okay. Some people think that, you know, you just wake up one day, you just got lucky if you got a cold. Anybody here believe that? No, it doesn't work like that, right? There's no luck in this game. There is a formula. Um, I'm not the mathematician putting it together, but these are the variables that we have to understand. So hormesis in action. So like we talked about, when we exercise, that increases stress, right? But our body makes positive adaptations. However, if we do a max T3 workout, then we jump in the sauna and dehydrate ourselves, don't eat, right, and don't sleep, are we going to adapt well to that? No, right? In fact, it's going to be worse than if we hadn't worked out, okay? That's why, like, wrestlers, high school collegiate wrestlers, they damage their bodies so much because they're, they're constantly trying to lose weight, right, and working out, th things like that. It can be real problematic, okay? So well, when we exercise and then we give ourselves the right environment to recover and adapt effectively, that's when we get vibrantly healthy. That's when we adapt to it. That's when we get stronger, more vibrant, healthy, and strong. Make sense? Absolutely. So chicken pox exposure, right? So, you know, when, he, when a child gets chicken pox, is that good or bad? It's actually a good thing, right? Because guess what? It creates an immune response, a natural immune response in their body so that they can fight it off, you know, later on in the future. What we know today is that the chicken pox vaccine is linked with dramatic increases in shingles, which is basically chicken pox in an adult, right? And so clearly that's a lower immune response. And so one, th one uh, individual who's not here, she's actually leaving town to go out of town for a bit, but uh, she actually gave a testimonial about her shingles. Some of you guys may have heard her, Sherry. Um, but Sherry had shingles outbreaks on a continual basis. She said over the last two months has not had a shingles outbreak, right? And she used to get it every time she would drink water with lemon or anything acidic, right? And uh, now, of course, we know water with lemon has an alkaline effect. Now her immune system's strong enough where she hasn't had that response. Why? But it took a while. It took about four months or so to get her to that point. Um, exposure to dirt and dander. So what we know is that children that are raised on farms, right, particularly farms that aren't spraying massive quantities of petrochemicals, okay, organic farms have significantly less asthma and allergies than children that are raised inner city. Why do you think that is? 
less pollution, but really the most important factor that they've found is that exactly, that they're out there, they're, they're taking in the pollen, they're taking in, you know, dirt, they're, you know, children, they're out playing in the dirt, they're eating dirt, right? They're building antibodies at a young age, right? And their immune system's recognizing those things, whereas children that are raised in cities are typically in sterile environments, right? Not being exposed to those things. That's what they found. So, um, so obviously that's how it works in action right there. So what doesn't kill you only makes you what? Stronger. That's right. Exposure to natural God-formed microbes and other toxins stimulates the immune system to adapt and grow stronger. Now, we have something very unique in our society that's never before existed. It's called MRSA or whatever it is, MRNSA, right? So antibiotic-resistant microbes, okay? Those didn't exist years ago. The only reason why they exist, man in his limited mentality will never outwit bacteria viruses. We could drop a couple nuclear bombs, kill all of us, but guess what will still exist? Bacteria, viruses, these things have incredible adaptive potential. And so we've been throwing antibiotics at everything, um, you know, and the reality is all we've created are these quote-unquote superbugs. Now, good news is those superbugs still don't stand a chance to a powerful natural immune system. However, a lot of drugs, they're in, completely ineffective against these super drugs. So if we allow our immune system to get very, very weak, there's no way we can fend these things off, right, with drugs. And that's the problem now. So these people that are immune deficient, which is a growing percentage of our population because of the things we're going to talk about, chronic vitamin D deficiency, chronic stress, right, um, poor nutrition, all these things. We have this growing population that is extremely um, immune compromised, these are people that are going to re that, that are right now really suffering from infection. In fact, um, something about 58,000 people die every single year in hospitals from hospital-borne infections. 58,000 people. Some of you guys may even know people, right, that have that have died like that. That's why I always tell people, um, you know, we, whenever we talk about falls, we know that falls put more people in the hospital than anything else. And what kills more people than anything else? The hospitals, unfortunately, right. There's uh, accounts that over a million, according to some researchers, a million people die unnecessarily from, from medicine, right? Unfortunately, because we've misused this. Not that it's, a, it's not a great thing at certain times. It is. It's life-saving. But we've misused it, overused it, and we've thought of it as a panacea. Now we realize, and most of you guys are in here, because you realize that it's just not a system that works long-term. It's about emergencies and crisis. doesn't support us long-term. So really the biggest key, supporting the immune system during the challenging times. So some of you guys are going to come into my office and you're going to be like, oh, I feel terrible. I've got a flu. You're going to be coughing, sneezing, things like that. And I'm going to have compassion for you. But at the same time, I'm also going to say, this is great. Why is that great? That's right. It's an opportunity for your immune system to get stronger, more coordinated, right? It's fighting an invader that it's struggling with. What that does is that allows it to get better. So a lot of times, like, for example, any, any football sports fans in here, right? So they'll say, they'll talk about teams that, like, like the Packers, for example, they were like 12-0 and 0 before they played the Giants last week, and they had no close games. And even though they were, like, romping everybody, some of the columnists were like, they've had no close games, right? So that's dangerous for that team because you don't know how they're going to respond in a close game, Right? And so we can understand that in a sports environment. How do, you under, how do you respond under pressure? It's the same thing with our immune system. How are we going to respond when we're under pressure? Is that a good example for you guys to understand? Right? And so this gives us a better opportunity, a better chance to thrive during those periods. Okay? And so healing crisis. 
So if the body's healing forces are on the offensive or ascending, a healing crisis develops. Sometimes as people are getting better, right, healthier, they actually start to rid themselves of toxins and they start to feel worse. I'll give you an example. Has anybody here ever seen or heard about somebody getting off of cocaine? How do they feel first couple days? Or heroin or anything like that? Awful, right? Like um, they literally need to be held in a room, right, because they're going to kill themselves. I mean, they, sometimes they need to be tied up because they'll literally scratch their skin off. They're freaking out. They're, they're, they have acne all over the place. I mean, they're just, their body is just going into convulsions, right? But is that, is that the best thing for their long-term health? Yeah. Exactly. It may not feel good that first week, but it's the best thing for long-term health. Well, guess what? If you have candida, for example, right? Anybody heard of candida infections, right? Which, you know, probably about 75% of our society has uh, chronic, deep candida infections that are causing damage within their gut, right? Guess what? When you first start getting well from that, when you first start detoxing, you may not feel great. I know for me, I lost a lot of weight when I first started detoxing. My parents were worried about me. Um, I lost a lot of weight. I couldn't absorb a lot of nutrients, things like that. I had to go through a, a process. I knew, I just knew it in my spirit that it was the right thing, that I was healing, right? But it took me about a year. When I was 23, it took me about a year to really uh, fully get back. I gave up dairy. I gave up grains. And of course, that was a pasteurized dairy. I gave up grains, went on a gluten-free diet. Um, and uh, I changed my exercise. I s tried to sleep more. There was a lot of things that I was doing at that period of time. Um, and you know what? I shriveled down. Right now, I'm about 155 pounds. I was about 140 pounds, right? So imagine me. I'm already thin, down 15 pounds, right? Now I look really thin, okay? My parents were worried. My face was real gaunt, okay? I wasn't quite where Jordan Rubin was. Some of you guys saw his picture, right? But... You know, I was really thin and, and narrow, and I remember my parents really concerned. So here I am, uh, a certified personal trainer, right, advanced degree in health, and uh, giving people health advice, and in graduate school, um, and uh, my parents, who really didn't, particularly my dad, who really doesn't know much about health, okay, is concerned about me, right? So that, that does a lot for, uh, I guess, for your ego, in a sense. I had to humble myself. It was a real humbling time, but, you know, I had to go through that. It took me about a year and a half or so. Uh, by the time I was 25, though, I gained a lot of the weight back and, uh, you know, was strong, vibrant, and haven't been sick since, right? And so this is what happens. Early symptoms, though. Here's the thing. I haven't had a cold or a flu or anything like that in six years. However, I have experienced tiredness, fatigue, at times lethargy, right, dehydration, things like that. I really haven't had, a, like, a fever or anything. Those are warning signs to me when I feel really, really tired, uh, that tells me my body's under more stress. I need to take time. I need to rebuild my system. I need to do what it takes to, you know, get the rest, whatever it is. Listen to your body, right? So it's so key. Understand these symptoms. Honor them, okay? Don't just try to blow through them. Honor them. Give your body what it needs to overcome those, okay? And so very, very important. We want to honor our symptoms, part of that detoxification process. And so fevers, let the fever burn. In our society, when a child gets fever, what do we do? Yeah, we want to give masks. We want to do things to bring the fever down. But look at this, 103 degrees, bacteria are killed. 104 degrees, viruses are killed. Okay, so if the, if the temperature is like 106 or something, 105, 106, I get concerned, okay, maybe put some ice on there. 
But guess what? That fever is going up because it knows those microbes can only live at a very specific temperature range. And it's got to do what it can do to, to obviously create an environment that the microbes can't adapt to effectively and destroy them. Okay? That's exactly why your body does the fever. It's not an accident that it's raising the temperature. Okay? It's doing it because it needs to break down those microbes, give you an adaptive potential so that your body can heal and, uh, and function where it should be. All right. So... Now we're going to go into a couple of the different, uh, you know, things that, that we do in our society to actually provoke um, immune responses in, in our system. So sugar, right? So uh, this time of year we eat more sugar than any other time of year. Somebody mentioned that when we talked about getting ill, when we talked about getting fevers, flus, different things like that. Sugar feeds bacteria and viruses, okay? Also at the same time our white blood cells, right, they need extraordinary amounts of vitamin C. Guess what though? Sugar and vitamin C, they both go through the insulin process. So they all both depend on a receptor called GLUT4 receptor. And so our white blood cells will take in sugar, assuming that it is vitamin C, okay? So when sugar's elevated, it depletes the white blood cells of the critical vitamin C it needs in order to, in order to basically break down infection, in order to create a healthy immune response. So we're basically blinding and malcoordinating our immune system. So... What happens? I think uh, many of my, my patients, we were telling you guys during Thanksgiving that the average, you know, that there's five times more colds and flus the week after Thanksgiving than there are the rest of November. Why do you think that is? Sugar. Too much pumpkin pie, right? And whipped cream and vanilla ice cream. That's why we wanted to do, you know, as reduced sugar as possible, you know, holidays. And, and we'll show you strategies and different ways about, of doing that, how to do it naturally, how to eat great comfort foods that you enjoy but minimize the sugar process, right? So that's why, of course, we've got the recipe or we got the Christmas party on Saturday. That's what that's designed for. Show you guys real life strategies how to do this. Okay, now, here's what we do. We give our kids cough syrup, for example. Let's look at what's in that cough syrup. Okay, we always have one rule. If you can't pronounce it, okay, <laughs> or if it looks like it was made in a lab, okay, don't put it in your body, all right? And so who, who wants to take a shot at this one right here? Yeah, hydro, hydrobromide. Here's what I learned taking organic chemistry. Every time we put bromide in something or bromine, okay, it's a halogen like fluoride, right? You guys heard of fluoride and chlorine, right? It's a halogen, meaning it's, a la it's, it's the last row in the uh, periodic chart. You guys remember that periodic chart, right? Whenever we put bromide in something, it like dramatically changes structure, okay? And, uh, and so I always remember it was called the bromination process, right? When you brominated something, it massively destroyed bonds. So guess what? Um, anything with bromide, you see bromide as an ingredient, you stay away from that, okay? Um, uh, propylene glycol, that's our antifreeze. Methylparaben, that's a xenoestrogen, right? So that's a powerful petrochemical that's right in there that alters your hormones. Sodium benzoate, one of the most powerful carcinogens you can put in your body. We also find that in like Mountain Dew, different things like that, processed foods. Very powerful carcinogen right there, sodium benzoate. So that's in our leading seller, Robitussin cough syrup, okay? But I could have put up any brand. They all have this stuff in them. Okay, right over here, right? This is a homeopathic potency, but it's got sorbitol, sugar, sugar alcohol, and E420, right? Meaning that it was made in a lab, right? Uh, methylparaben, right in there. So again, xenoestrogen, right in this. Let's look at this. Everyone's favorite. So I used to do this all the time. I was kind of grown up 
my, my mom's a naturopath now. She wasn't when I was growing up, but we were always into like more natural things. So rather than you know, taking drugs, we would get like vitamin C lozenges and stuff like that. But look at this, zinc lozenges. What do you have? What's corn syrup? Yeah, massively genetically modified sugar, right? Particularly fructose, which uh, is very challenging on your liver and takes more energy from your body to, to process. Natural flavors, we have no idea what's in that, right? That could be aspartame, that could be all kinds of stuff. Sucrose, this is sugar, fructose, and, and uh, glucose combined, okay? So we're taking in the zinc, which would be beneficial. Of course, is this natural zinc? No, that's synthetically derived zinc right there. Um, it's not from a whole food source. Vitamin C lozenges, sugar, starch syrup, right? Um, you know, we've got all kinds of different things in there, but particularly the first couple ingredients, sugar and starch syrup, right? So sugar blocking the effects of the vitamin C, right? So blocks the effects. Now here's the thing. The greatest drug known to man, who knows what it is? Works every single time, every study they do. Not aspirin. It's called the, it starts with a P. The placebo. Okay, you guys heard of placebo before, right? So the, the power of the mind. So you take enough of these vitamin C tablets, right? And you get better. Not because they, that, that's actually producing high quality vitamin C you can absorb, but you're getting tons of sugar in there, right? So even though they give people sugar pills in a lot of studies, people do better, right? It's like, how did that work? You know, it's the power of the mind. They're, they're, they're believing they're getting better. So by the way, nothing wrong with the placebo, right? But wouldn't you want to strategically use some educated sense in the placebo, right? Like nothing wrong, like you take in probiotics, which we're going to talk about, which scientifically are, are extremely powerful for good health, you know, allow that placebo effect to help you even more, right? Double it up, okay? And so vitamin, so here are our major immune modulators, right? All these different things, okay? So you guys will be ready for the test at the end, okay? You ready? All right, so all those things basically, as a clinician, this is what I'm thinking. These are top 10 things. There's other things, right? These are top 10 things I think about when somebody comes in for good health. I'm thinking about where are their levels of these, right? And so we're going to start with sunlight, right? So sunlight produces what vitamin in our body? Vitamin D. vitamin D, that's right. Vitamin D, extremely critical. Why do people end up getting colds, flus, right? Different, different processes, you know, like that this time of year more than any other time. Because, yeah, the amount of sun, and it depletes, right? They get more sunshine during the summer of time, of course. Their vitamin D levels go up, okay? This time of year, they start gradually going down, okay? If we tested you guys right now, I would say probably 80% of you guys are, are very, very deficient in vitamin D, need to elevate it. And I would say only the only reason why 20% of you guys are good is because, you know, you guys have been following my program for a while, right? If we took an average population, over 95% would be deficient from where they should be. We'll talk about where those levels should be right here, okay? I actually believe, this is kind of a little bit of an old chart. I, th I think you should be between 60 and 100 nanograms per milliliter for optimal health, okay? Um, if you're in the sunshine, getting regular sunshine, not being burnt, right? So kind of sunshine that would get you enough sun to where you weren't burnt, but your body knew it got sun, right? Got some significant sun. You would probably be around 90 to 100 nanograms per milliliter, maybe even a little bit above that, okay? Um, and so that's kind of ideally uh, genetically congruent for our body. Our research has shown when you're under 60, you have significant risks of a lot of different problems, chronic pain, autoimmune disorders, um, cancer, significant increases in cancer, heart disease, cardiovascular problems, blood pressure issues, colds, flus, 
fevers, right? All those different things. So clearly got to boost the vitamin D, got to get those levels up um, to where they should be, okay? And I, I, if, you, if you're a patient here, I give you specific recommendations for how to do that depending on your levels, okay? Another really critical thing is making sure we're getting high-quality essential fats, EPA and DHA. Any, anybody here take a, um, a, a fish oil supplement in here, right? Now, real important, when we're taking a fish oil, we want to get something that's molecularly distilled, purified and cleaned out. That's why I like the Nordic Naturals, okay? Gram and a half a day, getting those high-powerful uh, essential fats, it's basically about a teaspoon, okay? Teaspoon. Now, we can superdose people with lots of mental disorders, chronic pain, inflammation. Sometimes I recommend that. Now, I'm a big fan, though, of getting EPA and DHA from whole foods, right, from real food sources, okay? So now, here's the great thing. When we eat cows, right, for example, beef that's loaded, that's, that's eaten a 100% green diet, meaning lots and lots of grass, many of you guys know it has the right ratio of omega-6 to omega-3, lots of EPA and DHA. So I don't take fish oil. I did take it for a couple years. I don't take it anymore, but I do eat um, green-fed, 100% green-fed. That's cows that have eaten nothing but grass um, three times a week. I eat beef like that. I eat 100% green-fed cheese on a regular basis three times a week or so, right, to get lots and lots of that. Um, I had some salmon, wild-caught sockeye salmon this weekend, right? Um, organic eggs, right, will have some EPA and DHA. These are the best sources, whole food sources, um, eating those things on a regular basis. If you're getting enough of that, then, you know, maybe in the beginning, if you're coming in with chronic disease, we might put you on three months of uh, high-quality fish oil. But if you're getting this regularly in your diet, always better to have a, a diet really high and rich in these good fats than it is to supplement with them. Okay. So next step, lots and lots of water. We want to make sure we're drinking lots of water. That helps hydrate and detoxify, right? Getting rid of the toxins. In fact, allergy symptoms, for example, are linked to dehydration, right? So that means sneezing, uh, you know, colds, runny nose, different things like that. The reason why is when your body's dehydrated, it releases a hormone called histamine, a neurotransmitter called histamine. Who's heard of histamines before, right? And so histamine... Okay, when people have sinus problems, allergies, what's the drug they go for? Antihistamines, right? So histamine, certain people that are a little bit sensitive, they'll produce more histamine, okay, and their body will have a reaction to that. I always tell them, let's start by drinking a whole bunch of water and putting a little bit of good salts in. I've seen like clinically, like 75% of the time when somebody does that, drinks a bunch of water, right, two big glasses of water, put some salt in, right when they're having those symptoms, the, the sneezing, different things like that, goes away, okay? Lots of people, they're like, they're amazed at it. The reality is it's quieting down that histamine response by making sure they're hydrating effectively, okay? And so the key, though, we don't want to be drinking tap water. Why? Because tap water is loaded with these different toxins, chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, all kinds of junk, very, very dangerous for our bodies, pharmaceuticals, right? And look at chlorine right here. Use the sterilized water, destroys a bacterial balance. We're going to talk more about that creates excess free radicals, right? And look at this, even worse, hot shower equals six to eight cups of ingested water because it goes through our skin. That's why I'm so big on making sure we're using shower filters and clean, purified water on a regular basis. You know, one of these systems like what we uh, use in our office, I know, Ted, you put that in your house. It's great, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you can put one of those in your house. It's like $49 a month, unlimited water. You can get a water filter. Um, you, I'm sorry, a shower filter, 
You can also get reverse osmosis water from like Publix, right? They're in the front. They've got like their uh, 30 cent gallon, you know, whatever it is. You've got to make sure you're getting high quality um, filtered water. Okay, look at chlorine and cancer. 9% of bladder cases of cancer, 18% of rectal cancer cases associated with high chlorine intake. And we're seeing these cancers go up because so many people are consuming tap water. Very dangerous. Yeah. Is that water considered the same? I would get it tested. I would get it tested. It's not the same, right? Because it's not the city is what throws the chlorine in it and everything. So it's not, well water is not the same. They may not have put the chlorine and things like that. However, it may be close to a municipal source, right? And that could leak into it. So it could be close to sewage. Always good to test it. Yep. And so um, keep drinking, obviously, making sure that we're hydrated on a regular basis, making sure that we're doing that. And out of what bottles do we recommend? That's right, glass bottles, absolutely. And so salt, putting in good, high-quality salts, very, very important process with this, making sure that, uh, you know, obviously we're getting the right type of salt. We recommend the Himalayan, Redmond's Real Salt, putting in a little bit of salt, and also broths are really good. Anybody here like broths, chicken broth, things like that? You know, if you were to get, like, for example, an organic chicken, you know, eat it or beef, right? Eat it, use the bones, okay? That marrow, that bone marrow is very, very supportive to your body, right? So using that whole thing and cooking that up, you know, using that broth or even a vegetable broth, very, very effective for your body. And putting in the good salts provides the minerals that your system needs, okay? Um, low sugar antioxidants. So we want to boost our antioxidant surplus, that is very important, but we want to reduce the sugar. Does that make sense? So what do we do? What do we do with the lemons? Squeeze them in our water. Exactly. We talked about that at the shopping tour. Okay, apple cider vinegar, obviously putting that into the water as well. Provides some antioxidants, enzymes, uh, probiotics in that. Um, also that acetic acid itself is very good. Actually helps with digestion. What do we have right here? Turmeric, right? Obviously one of our favorite herbs. I like to put turmeric in what? Everything. We look for ways. We look for all different types of ways of putting it in. One of my patients this is a patient who uh, who's reversed cancer in her body. She had a severe bladder cancer, reverse cancer um, in our office and everything. She was telling me she's really into new. Obviously, seen her life change. She actually goes out. She mentors people, um, young families, things like that. And um, she was telling me this drink she has been making using coconut milk. Right? She'll she'll warm the coconut milk. She puts stevia in there. She puts like some vanilla extract and she puts turmeric, right, um, in there, right? And she drinks it. She said it tastes amazing, right? So she, she really, really likes that. Um, so there's a lot of different things that we could do with that. Cinnamon, right? So we're putting cinnamon and stuff. Who knows what that is? Aloe vera. Aloe vera. Very, very alkalizing, mineral rich, and loaded with vitamin C. So great drink. It's a little bit pricey. I get it in the glass jug. And I'll drink a little bit of this, especially this time of year. Also good for digestive function as well. Now, echinacea, anybody here ever use echinacea tea? There's lots of good teas. When you guys go on our Kroger's tour, we, we go into some of these teas. Echinacea, I use very strategically. What I mean by that is your body can create a tolerance to echinacea, so I don't use it every day. However, if I'm feeling a little bit run down, it helps give me a charge, give my immune system a little charge. So I'll use it on those days where, man, I just feel a little bit tired. Maybe the weather drops 40 degrees, right? It goes from 80 to 40 or, you know, whatever it is, 70 to, you know, 20 degrees or whatever, right? I'll, I'll take some echinacea tea. I'll drink a couple bags of those. 
um, and uh, that really helps give my immune system just another jolt, okay, which is very, very powerful. Ginger, garlic, and onions. A couple things that I absolutely love to use on a regular basis. Um, of course, we got ginger. I like ginger tea. Okay, you can also make your own ginger ale, right, with uh, coconut water, right? You can make it with coconut water. You can also um, take ginger, clean water, and ferment it, too. Put a little bit of, uh, like, honey in there or something like that and ferment it. I like to do it with the coconut water, right? The coconut water's got the natural sugars, like making coconut water keeper, except putting some ginger in there. Make your own ginger ale. Okay, red onions. Red onions, very powerful, loaded with anthocyanins, and both red onions and the garlic have um, immune modulating properties because they have lots and lots of sulfur containing amino acids in there, right? That's what gives them their, their sharpness, right? Their, their, their sharp, pungent kind of, uh, kind of sensation and characteristics. Uh, very, very good. Natural antibiotics, antifungals, antivirals. So in, with this philosophy, when we live with this philosophy, rather than looking for man's, man's antibiotics, we go to God's antibiotics, right? He put lots and lots of herbs that have a very powerful antibiotic function. And uh, onions, garlic, those ginger, you know, these things are all great with this. Okay, also juicing. Anybody here juice regularly? Juicing is another great strategy, getting high-quality vegetables, antioxidants, high-quality nutrients in our body, right, and making it very easy on our metabolic system. We don't have to use up enzymes. We get high doses of nutrients. That's why everybody who's committed themselves to juicing for a period of time I never once heard somebody say, yeah, I juiced for a month. It did nothing for me, right? People are always like raving about it, like, oh my gosh, right? Because it frees up digestive energy, gets lots and lots of nutrients into their system. Great regular habit to put in. I like to, I like to have lots of liquid nutrition in my system, particularly during daytime hours. Um, and so glutathione, we're going to go into this a little bit. Glutathione is our body's master antioxidant, right? So so basically, we have to have a sur surplus of glutathione because if we don't, glutathione actually helps regenerate vitamin C, regenerate vitamin E. Fred's nodding his head. He knows about glutathione, right? So it helps regenerate these, these antioxidants that we've heard of that we consume through food. Glutathione is so key, it helps us inside the cell get rid of waste outside the cell. So very, very powerful. So we've got to be doing practices that that enhance glutathione. Some of the best sources, the whey protein, grass-fed whey protein. So why I'm such a big fan of making these protein shakes. Now, the key with the protein, you can't, you can't just go to GNC and get it, right? Because whey protein can either be very hazardous to your body or very, very good. It depends on if it's been pasteurized and processed, right? So we want to get non-denatured whey protein from grass-fed cows, okay? That's what we sell right here. You know, the little peeps or mighty moos that we have over there. We've got the perfect protein, right? That's the right source of, of whey protein for our body. And I truly believe this is one of the best, I consider it a whole food, one of the best nutrient sources you can put in your diet on a regular basis is getting this whey protein for the branch chain amino acids that are in it, for the um, glutathione precursors that are in it. Uh, so for both of those reasons, very, very, very powerful. So really good stuff. Also, the Daily Detox. Many of you guys are familiar with the Daily Detox. The way that, that that product works is the cell detox helps boost glutathione, which helps your body get rid of the waste, or your cells dump waste out. Remember that first slide that we looked at, right, where, the, where we weren't able to get nutrients in and waste out? Glutathione helps 
bring the stuff that needs to get in there in, right? And it helps our body's ability to get the stuff that shouldn't be in there, the waste products, out. So it helps regenerate that cell. Now, here's the key with, with detox, though. Now that it's out of the cell, it's in the bloodstream, right? It can reabsorb. It can, we can re-intoxicate our system. We need something to bind to it, pull it out. So good fibers, but particularly what works better than anything is the body detox, which is activated charcoal along with fibers to bind, absorb the waste, and, and pull it out of the system, right? So that's how it works. We pump it out of the cell, then we grab it and pull it out of the, out of the system. That's why this detox works great. Um, I would definitely recommend, in fact, in January, um, we're going we're gonna to do as a, as a team in here, we're going to do a 30-day detox. I'll talk more about it along with our weight loss challenge, right? And so we're going to be looking at doing a 30-day detox. Anybody interested in doing that in January? Great. So we'll help coach you through that process. We're going to include that. We're going to make our weight loss challenge a little bit different next time. We're going to include a 30-day detox with that, with that weight loss challenge. By the way, if you haven't looked up there, Alan... Um, lost 21 pounds in 34 days, okay, and he won a $100 gift certificate to Kroger's and to Whole Foods, and then um, Ronnie, your husband, won our fitness challenge, doubled his, oh, he's in the back there, doubled the burpees, right, doubled the amount of burpees he could do, and uh, he won a $100 gift certificate to Publix that he'll be getting uh, on Friday. We'll give him a round of applause. There we go. Absolutely. In January, we'll be doing it again. And uh, we'll be doing it. We're going to make it even better. i got some great ideas for that, along with our 30-day detox that we're going to do. Okay? Um, coconut oil, miracle. So we, you guys know, obviously, we talk a lot about coconut oil. This is real powerful. In fact, a great way, if you're, if you're not feeling good, right, if you're feeling run down, things like that, I would definitely recommend doing an intermittent fast, meaning you fast for a period of time, right? Maybe 12 hours, maybe 16, maybe 24 hours, right? Take coconut oil, take scoops of coconut oil, put coconut oil on your skin as well. Drink lots of water, maybe some vegetable broth with the good salts, right? Using some of that, squeeze water with lemon. Be doing this kind of a, this a program. I mean, that's really, all, yeah, that's really all you need right there. Maybe some echinacea tea, some herbal teas, right? Um, and you just do that. So like, for example, the whey protein, that's something great to do to prevent getting sick, but it's actually even better to do a little, go through a little fasting period where you're really not consuming any calories um, except for maybe coconut oil um, and actually cleanse, cleanse your entire system. So real powerful. One of the things that coconut oil has in it is lauric acid, which is actually one of the major nutrients that's in mother's milk. In fact, coconut oil is the closest thing in nature to mother's milk. And so lauric acid helps actually, helps the white blood cells feed, grow, and mature. So very powerful nutrient. Okay, rest. Who sleeps enough in here? <laughs> No hands, right? Okay, so there's some people like teenagers sometimes that sleep too much, okay? But none of us really, you know, our society doesn't, doesn't really praise sleep, does it? So very important that we're sleeping and that we're sleeping well, okay? There's some good teas like nighty-night tea with valerian root, things like that. Obviously, in our office, we notice dramatic changes when people start regulating their nervous system, right? Getting adjusted, stabilizing their nervous system. We see dramatic changes in sleep habits. On top of that... I recommend things like nighty-night tea with valerian root, different things like that. Um, if you're traveling, maybe a melatonin spray or you've had a really chronic problem, we recommend things like that. But it's so key that we're getting good sleep for all these reasons, helping detox, immune system, helping boost growth hormone, which is your anti-aging hormone. So probiotics, we're going to talk a little bit about this. We have one quadrillion good bacteria, I should say, in our body, 
right? So that's 10 times more bacteria, I'm sorry, 10 times more cells, right? We have bacteria in our body. So if we looked at you under a microscope, you're like a living, breathing bacterial hotel, okay? Who feels good about that, right? <laughs> so that's kind of what you are. You're housing massive quantities of bacteria. The key is this ratio right here, 85% good, 15% bad. So when we look at different types of bacteria, who's sort of like acidophilus, the lactobacillus series, right? The most popular, most, most people have heard of that. That colonizes your small intestine and enhances nutrient absorption, okay? Your bifidos, your bifidums, they colonize the large intestine, which is critical for certain B vitamins, also for toxin release, very, very important for toxin release, very, very important for constipational type issues. This is more for, um, for digestion, I'm sorry, for absorption. This is more for toxin release and, um, and making sure our bowels are functioning optimally. We also have pathogenic, salmonella, E. coli, like, for example, guys, right now, I've got lots of staph aureus in my system. Sorry, Paul. Um, lots of strep. We all have E. coli. We all have salmonella in our body right now, right? So I'm walking around. I've got strep in my body. But why don't I have a strep, quote, unquote, strep infection? Strong immune system, good bacterial ratio. That's right. Good bacterial ratio keeping everything in check. So when somebody, for example... You know, when they, we hear about these E. coli outbreaks and things like that, okay, guess what? We all have E. coli in our system, okay? It's just a matter of if that immune system is weak, right, now that allows E. coli to, you know, massively spread in our system. Of course, now we've got antibiotic-resistant E. coli. So bacterial wars is going on in our body at all times. We've got good bacteria fighting against bacteria, bad bacteria. Their fight is over nutrients, and attachment sites in the, in the small intestine, colon, sinuses, respiratory pathways. So they want, they want shelter, just like we do. They want shelter, and they want regular nutrition going into their system. And by the way, if they didn't break down and metabolize food products that go into our body, there's no way we could absorb nutrients. We would die without them. We absolutely depend upon them. And this is the war that's constantly going on in our body all the time. We have a choice based on our lifestyle to support the bacteria that's fighting for us, our Marines, right? Or to actually attack them. We can drop nuclear bombs on our own guys, and many people do without knowing it. How do they do that? Toxins, right? Like drinking chlorinated water, right? That's like, um, that's like taking a, a plane, right? Driving over, you know, we got this massive war going on, and we're just dropping bombs without even looking, right? Um, what else? Antibiotics, sugar, right? Sugar depletes it chronic major stress in our body does it, right? All these things deplete it. When we're eating conventional meat products, believe it or not, what do those have in them? Antibiotics, right? Hormones, exactly, right? So we're taking it in, okay? So somebody could say, well, I don't take antibiotics. I don't take drugs. Then they go out and they eat at Chick-fil-A. Guess what they're getting? Sorry, Chick-fil-A fans. Antibiotics, hormones, drugs, Right? They go out to a restaurant and they get some sort of soft drink or even water at a lot of restaurants. Guess what? Guess what that is? Chlorinated water, antibiotics, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So guess what? There's more than just a, a prescription. There's more ways to get antibiotics in our system than just a prescription. That's why we've got to take these natural steps. Steve? Yeah, if you fast over that Yes. Yes. 
you got you to make sure that you're flushing it out. Lots and lots of water, different strategies for that. We'll talk about that in our uh, detox workshop. We'll talk about how to do that most effectively. Um, but, yep, you got to make sure that you're just constantly moving. Smooth move tea, different things like that. Um, drinking lots of fluids. In fact, some of you guys, maybe, Caroline, maybe you've tried this or our salt water cleanse, right? Um, it flushes you out quickly. Um, so, see this? Acidophilus actually excretes three powerful antibiotics itself. So who's heard of penicillin, right? Penicillin, so that's a common antibiotic, right? So look at this right here. You see that I-N ending? Acidophilin, acidolin, lactoacidin, or whatever that says, you know? Um, and so those are all antibiotics. So probiotics secrete antibiotics that don't have side effects. That's why I always tell people, don't get an antibiotic because that will deplete your good bacteria, right? If you're just throwing penicillin, that's dropping bombs, malcoordinated bombs on your body. When you're taking probiotics, now you're zeroing in. You're using your GPS technology, find exactly where those bases are, right? And dropping the bombs right on the bases. Does that make sense, right? More coordinated response. That's why, and this kind of talks about that, right? But that's why we load up with the probiotics. So I always tell people to start just take one, you know, one of the probiotic uh, supplements. However, if you're in acute, you're having some acute symptoms, double up and take two, right? If it's an issue that we, we're seeing like a chronic infection or something like that, right? Somebody comes down with, um, you know, strep or something, right? It's real severe. I'll tell them take 500 billion, right? Which is about eight of those, right? A day for a week, okay? Why? Because very powerful antibiotic response. And the biggest side effect you get from that is possibly diarrhea, right? And is diarrhea really a bad thing? Not necessarily, right? Because it's, if, I mean, if you're having it for forever, it is, but if you're just having it for a week, that's cleansing your system, right? Getting the junk out so you can rebuild and heal, especially if you have candida, like, like I did, for example, right? I remember constantly having runny stools and things like that. I had to get rid of that junk. I had to get that stuff out of my system. So look at this, probiotics and, and immune function Right, so this researcher right here, Mira Baron, she found a 1,709% increase. You guys know how great an increase that is? Significant. In tumor necrosis alpha levels, powerful immune system activity marker upon viral challenge after the researcher's participant had taken the probiotic for about a month. Wow. Okay, and that probiotic is not even close to the strength that the probiotic that we recommend, which is this one right here. It's the best one I found. Right, um, is uh, this one, and actually Gardner Life has a real good one called, uh, called Raw Probiotics, right? It's in a refrigerated section now that they sell. Um, that works really good too. Um, over 30 uh, different strains in this, 70 uh, billion microorganisms. So this is a great thing to use, okay, is a, a good high quality probiotic. I use this for years, okay? Um, powerful, powerful supplement. Now, like I was talking about, I'm a big fan of a probiotic lifestyle, right? Ideally, we should be getting as much of these things from a natural, holistic lifestyle as we can. However, whenever I travel, like I don't take these probiotics anymore, actually, believe it or not. Um, I consume lots of fermented foods in almost every single meal I'm consuming fermented foods. However, when I travel, I definitely take my probiotics with me, right? Because I, I can't eat fermented foods at every meal. However, now I drink a half a bottle of Amasi every single day which provides anywhere between 200 to 500 billion microorganisms. I would recommend for every one of you guys 
to be drinking a half a bottle of this every single day. Ideally, the plain, right? Um, however, you can't swallow the plain. Get the milk and honey or the raspberry. The plain kind of tastes like plain yogurt, right? Or plain kefir, right? It's a sour milk, okay? If you can't do that, get the milk and honey or the raspberry, um, but very, very powerful. That doesn't just supply the probiotics. It also supplies high-quality whey protein, so it helps with boosting glutathione. Um, high-quality, absorbable A2 beta casein, that's a slower-absorbing protein that's very, very powerful for your system. Lactoferrin, all kinds of immu uh, a, uh, immunoglobins that are naturally in there, enzymes. This is one of the best foods you could possibly, you could possibly consume right there, Omasi. That's why I'm a huge fan of drinking a half a bottle of that a day. I believe every single person in here um, would benefit from that. On top of that, we got the Swero Vive, which we're going to raffle some of these off today, right? Tonight here in just a couple minutes, we got the Swero Vive. This is a fermented whey. This is a um, functional beverage, right? Who's heard of coconut water before, right? Coconut water. Who's heard of kombucha? Kombucha, right? So you guys heard of kombucha? This is a kind of in the same classification as one of those types of things. Or getting like a, a buying like a green tea or something like that, right? Those are all called functional beverages. Swirovive is a fermented way. Not quite as much good bacteria as this, but very, very powerful. Lots of lactoferrin, all kinds of stuff like that. In fact, the, um, the lactic acid based bacteria, which you get in fermented dairy products, is the most powerful, potent uh, strains of bacteria against candida. Right? Candida, many of you guys know, candida is one of the most challenging things for your body to, to, to get rid of. Right? It's very, very virulent, and, it's, and it, it hides deep down in the moist areas of your colon, things like that. It's challenging. Um, these products are great for helping your body overcome that. Right here is one of my favorites. This is coconut kefir. Anybody do coconut kefir? Right? We help you. We do a starter in here. I drink, co a, bo I drink a bottle of coconut kefir for lunch today, actually. So that's another great thing. So if you're interested in these products, and we could definitely help you obviously get going. These ones are easy because you could just purchase on an auto ship and get these on a regular basis. The coconut kefir, you gotta, you gotta ferment yourself, you gotta make it yourself. It takes a little bit more time, but it's great as well. Personally, I drink all of them. I drink these on a regular basis. All this stuff, I'll, it's a probiotic lifestyle. I mean, I, I'm constantly consuming these, and my nutrient absorption is so phenomenally good it's, uh, it's ridiculous, right? It's amazing. Um, and so, and that's the way it should be. And so last but not least, and we're going to raffle these off here in a minute, we got to talk about how did human beings, for example, not many people die of the flu nowadays, although the medical system throws these scare tactics saying that 36,000 people die of the flu. The reality is most of those people are extremely immunocompromised to begin with, and they would have died of pneumonia. I mean, they're just literally, you know, waiting for the next anything to get in there and, and kill them. Um, and so the reality is that it's more like 3,000 people, right? Actually, the research says more like 3,000 people that die every year. And again, these are people that are very susceptible. However, 1918, we had this huge flu epidemic. It was called the Great Flu Pandemic of 1918, greatest plague of modern times. Estimated to have killed between 25 million, 40 million people worldwide, about half a million in the United States. History shows us that people under chiropractic care during the flu pandemic had a far better chance of survival. And I'm going to show you guys some literature here. Medical doctors in Davenport, Iowa. So the first chiropractic adjustment was actually given in 1895, right? So that's 116 years ago, okay? So it's not that long. Although people have been setting bones, right? 
Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, talked about look well to the spine, one of his famous quotes, look well to the spine for the cause of all disease. That's his quote, okay? Um, people have been doing this. Um, the uh, Essenes that where Jesus was, grew up in, they were known for using traditional methods. Bone setting was a common thing, right? Different things like that. They lay on hands, right? When they talk about laying on hands, they were also doing manipulations and different things like that at times. So this is a common, this is a practice that's been done. Ancient Egyptians did this, right? However, the actual practice of chiropractic, the art science of it, was developed around the turn of the 20th century. And what they found, it was, it, was very, it was very remote. It was actually started in Davenport, Iowa, and it was more in these farm countries at the time. And you can see this right here. In Davenport, Iowa, they took a full consensus. What they found was that 93,590 patients um, were treated medically with over 6,000 deaths, right? That's one out of 15 under medical care succumbed to the flu. At Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, 1,635 flu cases were adjusted, only one person out of all of that actually died, right? And we look at this outside of Davenport, chiropractors adjusted that many cases, right? Because again, it was small, it was really small back then with only six deaths, one out of 866. In 1919, the ratio of flu cases cared for versus deaths were as follows. Medical care altogether, one out of 17 died. That went in to see medical doctors and got drugs. Osteopathic, which is a little bit more, you know, especially back then, nowadays it's really not but back then it was a lot more natural, right? Using natural methods, one out of 36 died. Chiropractic, one out of 866. And um, actually chiropractic, the only reason why it exists today is because of that. It grew giant, extraordinarily in extraordinary amounts because of the rave that people were talking about and in the, in the, in the powerful results and effectiveness that it, ha that it had during that 1918 Spanish flu epidemic, right? Because people that went through this took their family members in that had flus, they got better, right? And they started telling people, family members started enrolling in chiropractic colleges. 1920s, chiropractic blew up. 1920s, 1930s, absolutely started to explode, right? Yeah, sorry again, chiropractors all over America back here. I mean, it was really only in Iowa. It was only in small farm countries, right? Because, I mean, it, it had slow growth um, that started with it. Why? Do you think that chiropractic had such great results? Who knows why? Carolyn, are you raising your hand? Well, it resulted in this pathway for injury. That's right, exactly. It was healing with, with the core of uh, system. That's right, exactly. One of the core systems. We'll talk about the core systems, right? Opening up the neurological pathways, right? And so remember we talk about nerve enhancement, nerve, I'm sorry, uh, immune coordination, okay? What those adjustments allowed, it's kind of like this. Let's say I'm a quarterback, okay, but I have really bad accuracy, okay? I'm missing, it's like Tim Tebow, first three quarters of the game, okay? He's missing everybody, and then what happens in the fourth quarter? All of a sudden, he gets hot, he gets coordinated, okay? And he's hitting everything, and he leads his team back. So that's kind of like this. You know what? If your immune system is mal-coordinated, it's going to need, your body's going to use a lot more energy to try to fight off sickness and disease. It's also going to damage a lot of tissue because it's attacking the wrong things. However, when we improve the coordination of the immune system, meaning that its ability to recognize and, uh, and uh, provide the appropriate response and attack against that microbe, then guess what? You become more efficient and you get better results, right? It's kind of like a pitcher who can't hit the strike zone and all of a sudden he starts hitting the strike zone, right? Throwing strikes, he gets better results. Same thing, that's what chiropractic does for your body. So why? Because these are the major systems 
major control systems that control our body. Endocrine system, that's hormones, right? So hormones, right? Immune system, like we're talking about, nerve system, master system, controls, regulates all of these, and there's a natural harmony between the three, right? That's why we're always looking at immune boosting, we're always looking at nerve system coordination, and we're always looking at balancing hormones. You guys heard me say those things like all the time, right? Those three things, that's why. That is literally the, uh, the coordination and the difference between health and disease is how well are these things coordinated, firing and flowing. And so obviously the nerve system though is the master control system. That's what runs and regulates everything in our body. If we cut the nerve to the heart, what happens to the heart? It stops, right? Body cannot run without healthy nerve supply. It's kind of like this. Let's say, um, let's say we have a lamp, we cut the wire to the lamp. What happens to the lamp? Dies. What if we got like the most expensive light bulb in the world put that in there, like the best light bulb, would the light still turn on? Of course not, right? And so the reality is it's all about that neurological supply, that electrical flow of information in there, not uh, what medical devices they're putting in here, right, for your heart, or what drugs they're giving you, or even what nutrition necessarily are giving you, although we know nutrition is important. It's all really about healthy nerve supply, where the foundation of it is. So obviously in our office, you know, this is what we teach is a foundation of maximized living. And clearly, the way that we measure neurological supply is with these scans right here, okay? And so clearly, when somebody comes in our office, we're seeing, you know, massive bars like that. Is that a healthy or a sick ner nerve system? Sick. sick. So what are their chances? Clearly, out of these two individuals here, who's going to get sick first? Obviously, this one right here, no doubt about it. And so, you know, this is the kind of test... I always tell people, people are always asking me about like mammograms and prostate exams and MRIs, stuff like that. I always tell them, look, does a mammogram, does that ever tell you how well your body's healing? No, right? When does it tell you something? When you're already sick, right? When you've already built up enough abnormal cells to where a tumor is large enough for them to see something, okay? Nothing good about that. So what we do in our office is we actually measure how well is your body healing right now in the moment, right? So we talked about that, right? What's your neurological system? What are your demands of the moment? That's how we can check, obviously, with these scans. So many of you guys, raise your hand if you had a nerve scan done before. Okay, many of you guys have had these nerve scans done before. If you have never had this nerve scan done, I know there's some people in here that probably have never had this done before, we're gonna open our office up and give you that opportunity to get that checked um, at no charge, right? Typically, people come in um, and they pay as well over $200 value um, in order to get these, this kind of testing done. You're a guest in here today. We're gonna open our office up. We're gonna do a nerve scan. We're gonna sit down, talk about your health goals, see what we need to do in order to get these problems corrected, okay? The reason why we do that, people always ask me, well, that's a great test. Why do you give it away for free? I, a lot of people ask me that. Because here's the thing. If we can change and transform lives, we've seen several people reverse cancer in our office. We've seen people reverse heart disease. We've had many individuals reverse asthma, allergies, right? Autoimmune diseases, digestive disorders, things like that. We see this on a regular basis. And if I know I can get results like that, okay, um, and if I know one of the barriers for people starting in our office is getting the testing done and they're worried about testing, then shouldn't I, I, I uh, put down that barrier and give them that opportunity? What do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. And so our office, what we're about in here is providing people with the best health strategies they can possibly apply so they can live their optimal potential. They can build up an immune system. If you wanna never get sick again, I'm gonna, this next slide, I'm gonna show you the strategies. 
right? We've pretty much talked about it. I'm just going to review it real quick. Um, but you have that opportunity, okay? But guess what? There's no way that's going to happen if you don't get your nervous system checked, right? And if you don't work on getting that corrected and optimized throughout the course of your life. So if you're a guest in here, um, definitely Charmaine's going to go around. She's going to get you scheduled. Well, one thing we ask is in this office, as uh, many of you guys know, we are health zealots. Not only do I live this, but uh, I am very, very passionate about it. So we're going to give you recommendations that are, 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 are set aside to get you the very best results in the most accelerated period of time. Okay? Um, so that's basically what is the foundation of what we do. So um, if that's what you want, if you want to get great results quickly, change your life, then uh, this is the right office for you. Charmaine's going to go ahead and get you set up. All right. So um, first signs of illness is really the last slide we're going to go through. So here's what we recommend. This is what knocks this off quickly, right? Um, so what first thing you do is you get vitamin D, okay? So get that liquid dropper that we have over there. Take your body weight in 1,000 international units of vitamin D. So what that means, that means, Ted, if you weigh 200 pounds, you take 200,000 international units, which would be about 100 drops of that every day until... You know, you, we don't typically base our health on how we feel, but you'll notice a difference, okay? If you can't do that, there's other ways of doing it. Going out, getting like an hour of sunshine or something like that, if it's a nice day, that's a better way of doing it, believe it or not. Um, or what you can also do is um, you can go out and, uh, you know, you can get, uh, for example, like a natural tanning bed, right? That's what I do, right? Get in this natural tanning bed uh, once or twice a week, right? Provides optimal vitamin D. Right, lots of UVB rays that help get that. Less UVA rays. That's a nice thing about this, these beds. UVA rays cause more damage. Less vitamin D production. UVB rays produce good vitamin D, B, D production. So uh, I invested in that. I love it. Um, probiotics. Right, over 100 billion organisms. We want to eat light, like we talked about. Right. So doing that intermittent fasting, we want to be eating light and making sure uh, we're getting that. We want to hydrate, obviously. Good salts. The garlic, ginger, aloe vera, right, like we talked about. So those are great strategies. Any of those antioxidants we talked about, right, doing those, okay. I know this seems like a lot of vitamin D and a lot of probiotics, but this is what gets us over the hump quick. Obviously, make sure we're sleeping. Those are the periods of time we, at a minimum, need eight hours, and we should be trying to possibly get a little bit more than the eight hours and really working on that. Okay, and then, of course, get adjusted, you know, 200% increase in circulating immunoglobins. I've had people in my office that I've adjusted four times in one day to keep their atlas centered, keeping that immune system strong, 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 fired up, you know, and uh, they get over sickness, illness very, very quickly. Um, but one of the most important steps, even though you might not feel like it, right, is to make sure that you, you get in the office. You know, if you're feeling run down, make sure you get in. Light exercise. Usually in this office, Right? Usually my recommendations are high-intensity, short-time period exercise. However, when you're feeling really run down, don't overexert. Okay? Your body can't adapt to that kind of stress. Light exercise. Go out for a walk. Right? Walk in the sunshine. Get some light movement in your body. That light movement will help your lymphatic system, help uh, you know, basically with circulation, all those different things. That's very important. And then finally, of course, reduce toxins, household toxins. Don't put, if you're a woman, don't put makeup on. Right? Don't use, you know, the perfumes. I mean, you know, really try to minimize that kind of stuff in the first place or get natural forms, but definitely don't do it, you know, when you're not, when you're not doing well, okay? Don't put any of these toxins in your system. So those are the different steps. 
And then, of course, last but not least, and grab that raffle. Bring that over here. Last but not least, um, we've got the holiday recipe party co coming up this Saturday. This is going to be a lot of fun. So any of these things look good, right? So we're going to be showing you great foods, um, how to make these things naturally for your parties. And uh, you, it's usually $10 to, to come into this. If you pay tonight, you register tonight, we're going to do it for $5. And you can sign up for your friends that aren't here. We'll allow that. Um, your family members, so they can come, enjoy amazing foods, um, have a great time, learn different recipes and different techniques and strategies. So, okay, everybody right here. So here we go. Oh, you guys weren't doing raffle for tonight? No, we were entering to win a Beyond Organic gift basket. <laughs> so we didn't oh, put them all in here. Okay, well, I guess somebody's got to be here to win these. So she's not here. Okay, let's go to the next one. <laughs> Okay, let's see what we got here. Nope, he's not here either. Pull out somebody that's here. Suero Vive Raspberry. While she's pulling one out, I'll tell you a little bit about this. This is the fermented whey product. Nope, he's not here either. Hold on. Usually we do a separate raffle, but they're doing a big raffle, so sorry, guys. Ray Hagen. Ray Hagen, there we go, there you go. Raspberry Suero Vive right there. This is our functional beverage. By the way, Tim Tebow's drinking these. Beyond Organic has sponsored Tim Tebow, and he keeps winning, right? <laughs> and so... Jerry Grove. Jerry Grove, right there. Passing on back. Passing on back to Jerry. We've got an orange. All right. I've also got a CD and a Live Beyond Organic book. <laughs> As she finds it. Okay, this CD was actually made by a patient, Celtic and traditional music. Ronnie, what do you want? Book? Awesome. Good, good choice right there. I gave her a choice, yeah. All right, CD, Suero Vive. All right, if you like Celtic music. Allie? What do you want? You like music? Okay, go ahead and pass that back. It's Celtic music. Okay. All right. Hold on, last, one. last but not least, Suero Vive, orange. <laughs> We're going to find one. By the way, products all 10% off, so uh, you definitely can get some products tonight. Um, load up. Nancy Smith. Nancy, there we go. Pass it back to Nancy. There we go. Awesome. And last but not least, um, if you, where are those Beyond Organic magazines? Where are they all at? Shelby, can you get the, the magazines? We have Beyond Organic magazines. If you haven't gotten one of those, a lot of you guys got one of those. You want to learn more about Beyond Organic, we got the magazines. So you can read about all the different products, things like that. She's got them right there. You can go to that website, email me for more information about it. Uh, we're happy to help you with that. Next week, or the, I'm sorry, starting this Saturday, um, and then the next two weeks, you know, we have shortened hours. We're only here Monday through Wednesday next week and the week after with the holidays. But we'll be sampling, during those entire hours, we'll be sampling the Beyond Organic products. So we want to make sure all of our patients get a chance to, uh, to sample those and have the opportunity to sign up and understand how to sign up as a preferred customer, how to make orders, different things like that, so they can get started with eating those foods. Okay? Awesome. All right, guys. Well, you're all set. There we go. Now you understand how to never get sick again.
And that's the podcast for this week. Don't forget to check out our new website. Just log on to www.exodushc, as in healthcenter.com. See you next time.